Welcome to the Sandy Springs United Methodist Church Podcast, where we bring you weekly sermons that uplift your soul, strengthen your spirit, and praise the Lord. Whatever your reason for listening, we're grateful for you spending your time with us. May God open your heart to love and your ears to hear. Please remain standing for the reading of the gospel. Good morning. This shirt was given to me by a Kenyan woman when I was on in a UMW Ubuntu journey. Ubuntu is the Zulu word meaning I am because we are. Listen for the word of God. Our ears are open. When the hour came, he took his place at the table and the apostles with him. He said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Then he took a cup, and after giving thanks, he said, Take this and divide it among yourselves. For I tell you that from now on, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. Then he took a loaf of bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And he did the same with the cup after supper, saying, This cup that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Please be seated. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, for you are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Why do we always depict Jesus as a skinny man? This was a question that was posed to a group of us at a workshop I attended when I lived in Chicago. The workshop was with a man named John Bell. He's a minister in the Church of Scotland. Um, He founded the Iona community, which is an ecumenical, intentional community in a beautiful part of Scotland uh, where people can come for spiritual pilgrimage. He's a hymn writer. He writes beautiful liturgies. It's on my bucket list to go to Iona one day um, and experience all that they have there, particularly around Celtic spirituality. Um, But this was the next best thing. I got to be in John Bell's presence in a downtown Chicago sanctuary. And he sang songs with us. He led us in different worship practices. And at one point, we started talking about the images and the symbols that we use when we gather together in worship. And he started talking about the images we have of Jesus. And that's when he said, why do we always depict Jesus as a skinny man? After all, over and over again in the Gospels, he is eating and eating and eating again. He spends the majority of his time eating with folks. 
He meets Zacchaeus and says, come down from that tree. I am coming over to your house for lunch today. He goes to the home of Mary and Martha and says, I need a meal for me and my disciples to eat. He goes to a wedding in Cana and turns water into wine so the feast can continue for the rest of the night. He gets in troubles from his adversaries. They say, you are always eating with prostitutes and sinners and tax collectors. And when he's not eating, he's telling stories. He teaches a lot through stories or parables, and most of those are about eating and about food. He has multiple parables about wedding banquets. When a prodigal son returns home, his father says, kill the fatted calf. Let's prepare a feast for him. Even the man who loses one sheep and then finds him, when that sheep returns home, he says, we are throwing a party for the whole community. One thing is clear about Jesus, he loves to eat. Bell then patted his round belly and he said, Jesus probably looked a lot more like me than he did like those skinny pictures of him we're always painting. Now we don't know what Jesus looked like. We also know he did a lot of walking, was basically homeless. Anytime he ate, he was dependent on the kindness of others to provide for his needs. So who knows what he looks like. Uh, but Bell was right. Jesus loves to eat. Of that, we can be sure. In fact, on the very last night of his life, when he knew he would be facing a night of utter agony and the torture of a cross the next day, he gathered his friends together around him for a meal. When they gathered for the Passover feast, and then when the supper was over, Jesus took bread, gave thanks to God, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples, and he said, take, eat. Do this every time that you eat in remembrance of me. And then he took the cup, gave thanks to God, gave it to his disciples, and said, take, drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant. Drink from this and remember me. When Jesus knew he was leaving this earth, the practice that he wanted to share with those closest to him and the practice he wanted them to take out into their lives and the community and the world was eating a meal together. Do this in remembrance of me, he says, every time that you gather to eat and to drink. Every time you gather together in my name, eat this bread and know grace and love and forgiveness. Drink this cup and know peace and joy and wholeness. And don't just keep this meal to yourself because the whole world needs grace and love and forgiveness, needs peace and joy and wholeness. Everybody in the world deserves to have enough to eat. When you eat and drink, do it in remembrance of me and then be sent out from this table, sharing that good news of love, that good news of provision, that good news of fullness with the whole world. Jesus could have shared any number of practices on his final night, but what he instituted was a meal in remembrance of him, which Christians have been practicing for thousands of years ever since. Today is World Communion Sunday, it's a Sunday set aside when Christians from across the globe and a diversity of denominations, from Ethiopian Orthodox to Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, to Coptic Orthodox Christians, to Catholics, those who are United Church of Christ to United Methodists, we all celebrate the good news that because of Christ, we are made one.
We are members of the same family, the family of God, and we do this by sharing in this meal together in memory of Jesus. Today, communion here at Sandy Springs UMC is going to look and feel and taste a bit different than it typically does. Um, A wonderful group gathered yesterday here in the kitchen. We baked breads together from all over the world. We have some naan from India, some manish, which is a delicious Middle Eastern flatbread, focaccia from Italy, an African rice bread. We got our hands dirty and doughy together. We laughed and shared stories. We grew closer to one another, and we were able to see the works of our hands produce something that would offer nourishment, spiritual and physical nourishment, to this whole gathered congregation today. It reminds us that people all over the world were doing the very same thing in their own contexts, in their own kitchens, with their own bread recipes. And yet, in the midst of that diversity, we are one in the baking and preparing for this sacred meal, doing it in remembrance of our Savior who said time and time again, I am the bread of life. I am bread, Jesus says. When you take bread, do it in remembrance of me. When you bake bread, do it in remembrance of me. Because communion is a very bodily experience. Eating a meal together is a very bodily experience. We engage all of our senses. We experience pleasure and community and fullness in a way that few other practices help us do. I find that children particularly love it when we have communion together in worship. I was pastor of a church a few years ago that had communion every single Sunday, and so the kids who were part of the church um, participated in it regularly. It became very familiar to them. And I'll never forget that when one of the families who had two little girls at the time who were four and six, the dad said um, he was in his backyard with his girls during that week, and he was getting rid of a stale loaf of bread. And he wasn't thinking about it, but he picked it up, and he broke it in half. He was going to put it in their compost bin. Um, And Bethany, their daughter, who was four at the time, thought that he was instituting the practice of communion. So she ran up, and she grabbed the piece of bread. They had chickens in their backyard, and she ceremonially took the bread, took off a piece, threw it in front of each chicken, and said, the body of Christ. Jesus loves you. The body of Christ. Jesus loves you. She got the message, right? She She knew that Jesus loved her. And it makes sense that it's a practice that kids love and know and can share out in the world. You get to get up and leave your seat during worship. You get to eat something. You get a snack. Somebody says your name and words about Jesus, that Jesus loves you, as somebody looks into your eyes. It engages our bodies and our senses. And that bread becomes a really tangible sign of love. Sometimes, I think, as adults, we um, lose that kind of joy and anticipation about communion. We believe it needs to be something that's solemn and somber and full of hushed tones and serious faces. Kids remind us that it is a practice that is full of wonder and joy that engages all of who we are. Besides, if you've ever served communion, you know it's kind of a messy practice. Fingers get dipped in the grape juice, crumbs drop on the floor and in the cups. Life is messy. Eating can be messy. Jesus knew this, and he spent all of his time eating with people. Sometimes I think we can sanitize the practice too much and forget that it really is a shared meal among friends. 
The United Methodist Church has an official teaching document called This Holy Mystery, and it's a doctrinal paper that says everything that we believe about the practice of Holy Communion and how we practice it and how to engage it. It's over 40 pages, it's chock full of information. Um, but I, one of the things I love is in that in the midst of all that information and thousands of years of scholarship and historical practices and theological reflection around it, at its core, the practice of communion is still a mystery, a holy mystery. We will never fully understand it. Children don't fully understand it. Adults don't fully understand it. I don't fully understand it. But something happens when we start to engage all of our senses in worship. When we take love and grace and hope and forgiveness into our very bodies and then are sent out to share love and hope and grace and food with the world. Jesus could have said on the last night of his life, say this prayer, in remembrance of me, recite this creed in remembrance of me. Instead, he said, use your whole body, engage others and their very real bodies too in remembrance of me. And in so doing, remember that I care about every single body in the world, that they have enough to eat or safe and housed and healthy and freed up to experience pleasure and joy so not only will our bread today be a little bit different, your tastes and your senses and your smells will be a little bit different, but the way that we're going to engage in the ritual of communion today will be a little bit different. Uh, the words will probably be familiar if you've been doing it here for a while, um, but you are going to be invited to engage with your whole body. So you'll be invited to stand up. And at some points, you'll be invited to raise your hands, which I know is going to be out of some people's comfort zones. You'll be invited to touch your neighbor at some points. We're not just going to say the liturgy. We're also going to sing it. Uh, Josh is going to help lead us in the singing. But we're going to engage our whole bodies today. You're not going to have a script in front of you, so you'll listen uh, when Amber Lee invite you to repeat after us for what you say. We're going to use our bodies and our senses in some new ways. Because after all, we worship a God who loved us so much that God chose to come to earth as a human being, in a body, in the person of Jesus. Jesus is God incarnate, and Jesus loves to eat. When we gather at this table in remembrance of him, we join in God's story of covenant and of communion. We celebrate and work for that day with Christians all across the globe when every tear is wiped away, when death and pain and mourning will be no more, and when every single body has enough to eat. May it be so. Thanks be to God. Amen. As you go this morning, go with this blessing. Leave this place filled up on the bread and cup of Jesus, on love and grace and joy and peace. And may we be a people who are indeed sent out of this place, sharing all of those good things and remembrance of Jesus. Go forth with his peace. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Sandy Springs United Methodist Church podcast. We hope that you have found our podcast helpful and hope to be in ministry not only to you, but with you. 
For more information about Sandy Springs United Methodist Church, please visit www.ssumc.org. Until next time, may God bless you.